Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. Wolf of time! Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Stygian Crown, who has a new album called Stygian Crown, which released on June 26th via Cruise All Sort of Music. Right now, I'm being joined by Andy and Melissa to share some more information about what the band has got going on, what these tracks are about, what the album is about. So, Andy and Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello, John. Well, hello, hello. And you are quite hi. welcome. Sorry, you were going to say, Andy? Oh, I was going to say hi to Gabriel, too. Got to got to uh, support the uh, engineer. That's right. He says hi, Gabriel. You should say hi back. Hi. <laughs> 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 Oh my goodness. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, with regard to this track, Up From The Depths, I mean, it definitely opens up with the ominous sounding uh, guitar. And I don't know if it's just ominous because of the scale that's used or, or what, but it definitely sounds like there is something lurking up from the depths. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious, take us through this track. Was it up from the depths like before the music was written and you guys wrote it to sound that way? Or did you listen to it and you're like, man, that sounds like a serpent or something? Uh, I yeah. So... <laughs> So this song started as some piano composition that I sent to the other guitar player, Nelson. Um, And then he turned it into a full song. The lyrics came later, and it's the story of Cerberus and his capture by Heracles. Um, And so that's where the title came about, Up From the Depths. Basically, he was captured, taken from Hades, and brought up to to the world. Um, So that's the story of that title wow i'm actually looking this up now i know i'd heard the name and i was trying to remember if it was the snake that's eating itself or if it was the three-headed that's, creature the snake eating itself is Ouroboros. um cerberus is the three-headed dog and um and he was one of the tasks uh, in the 12 labors of heracles wow you seem yeah. very informed on this topic matter you know, notice how I said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wanted to well, talk about my sweet riffs, and then she just went on this whole tirade about yay. three-headed dogs. So, I mean, but that's cool, though. So, is it then a concept album of sorts? It's, so, it, I guess you could look at it that way. I mean, the three. So there's so there's three songs from the demo um, that were written before I joined the band. Um, and those have to do with um, a, a dragon, um, um, battle amongst warriors, and then the third song I did write the lyrics for. It's called Through Divine Right, and that has to do with the um, Battle of Mount Vesuvius, which has to do with Roman gladiators and uh, Roman militia. So there's an element of history involved, but there's also the remaining four new songs all have to do with mythology based in different cultures. So we have two songs that are based in Greek mythology and two songs that are uh, one that is based in um, uh, Egyptian mythology. And then the third, and then the last one is Norse. Okay. Now so it's all over the map. <laughs> quite literally all over way, the map. I'm oh, sorry. Kind of the way it all happened, uh, the way it happened, the reason it happened like that is the uh, the tracking was all done for the demo, and we had the the lyrics pretty much set for two of the songs, 
but we wanted the, uh, our singer to be involved with the, the lyrics for the third song. And when we found Mel and she came in and, and just absolutely killed it with the audition. And then we started talking about these ideas she had for songs and, and we gave her a pass at the lyrics. It was just like, Oh my gosh, she has a real vision of what she wants to, uh, talk about with, with each song and a real way with words and, uh, so initially the demo was not really like a concept thing, but when we, she wrote the lyrics and we finished uh, through Divine Right, we just knew when the next album comes out, uh, it, it's going to have kind of a, uh, a theme to it based around uh, her interests. Yeah. You know, the minute that I met Mel, I really got that vibe too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, something that you had mentioned was we've got Greek mythology, Egyptian mythology, Norse mythology. The, the interesting thing is it almost sounds like a university level term paper. And I'm, I guess my, <laughs> I'm curious to ask, like, so what were the findings? Like, is, could you draw a Venn diagram of like where these, you know, intersect and like, you know, we go back to the roots of, the, of humanity and we all believe in these three things. And then it shoots out from there. Or, like, I guess, did, what did you find in the research? Did you do? I, so I, I don't think it was it was that deep. Um, my my my, the angle basically was that I wanted to focus on monsters and telling their story from a first person perspective, and so when you hear up from the depths, it's from Cerberus's perspective. When you hear two coins for the ferryman, it's from the perspective of Charon, and it's told. Uh, through a story that was included. It's kind of an obscure story uh, included in something called Dialogues of the Dead. Um, and it's so it's all it's all first person. And I guess the, the point behind all of it is just I just wanted to show people that monsters can be understood in numerous ways. And there are some parallels to current times. Up from the depths has to do with Cerberus being brought into a completely different world that he doesn't want to be in. And he's being led by somebody who's being praised and worshipped. And I think we find ourselves in similar times to that, where we're under leadership that we don't want help from, that are giving us things that we don't want. And so I think that we'll see a lot of these parallels going forward. Um, maybe not in all instances, but in some. So Yeah, yeah that's going to be one of my, my follow-up questions was, you know, obviously you guys wrote it in, in one particular way, but do you find that the material has taken on either a new meaning or a deeper meaning with what we'll call recent events? Well, I think doom in general draws many parallels to what we're going through right now. Right. <laughs> it's it, it, it sort of serendipitous how it worked out because, I mean, obviously when we were uh, reading the lyrics, this there was no... You know, the world was was a different place. I mean, I, I mean, I, in some ways, it, it, it wasn't uh, as far as the civil unrest goes. It wasn't different. It was just people. It, the focus wasn't on it. Um, but uh, now, with all the everything going on, uh, I've gone back even and re-listened to it, and it's like, man, this is really affecting me in a uh, very visceral, real way that it didn't when we first wrote it. I mean, at, at the beginning, it was just, oh, this is cool but it does seem to be a bit more meaningful now. Yeah. Now, something you mentioned there was Two Coins for the Ferryman, which is the other track that we are going to be chatting about today, and that it is about Charon. Now, for those of us who maybe don't know or need a refresher, this is also, 
I, I guess just question is, take us through the story then. Is it uh, Greek mythology? Is it Norse mythology? Is it Egyptian mythology? Charon is Greek, um, and he's also known as the Boatman. Um, many people may be familiar with him from Clash of the Titans. Um, basically, he is the person who ferries the, uh, the dead uh, to the underworld. And so the one of the key elements is that in order to be given passage across the river Styx, you have to have two coins. And that's why, in, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but in a lot of instances where people, uh, when they're buried, they were placed, two coins were placed on their eyelids to, to give them what they need in order to pass into the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the basic premise of that. Yeah. All right. And I started thinking about I started thinking about grave robbers and people looting for just two coins. I don't know. It seems like <laughs> and the, the lyrics get get into the idea that that we carry a lot of uh, excess weight and baggage um, emotionally, uh, and and it's just unhealthy. And if you can just let that go, uh, you might be in a better place. And we all would. Yeah. Absolutely. And then for some strange reason, I went like a really dark place. And I just imagined some guy going, hey, here's another one who didn't use his two coins. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's mean. Anyway, so <laughs> for, for those who dug the two tracks up from the depths and two coins for the ferryman, will be super excited to know that there is a full album called Tiji and Crown, which released via uh, Cruise Del Sur Music on June 26th. And it sounds like quite a bit of work went into uh, this album, both in terms of like something that I heard a lot of was a lot of demo tracking um, and then also as well bringing Mel into the picture and then that really adding, I don't know, a fourth or fifth or even a, you know, ninth dimension to to the the matter. Um, So I guess take us through this album when it when it comes to it and we were chatting about two tracks. Why these two tracks to showcase the album? Um. I believe that Up From the Depths uh, showcased a, uh, an aspect of, of the band that we're really excited about. We call it, it's kind of the sound that we we discovered in the creation of this record. It's our uh, the mixture of uh, epic doom-ness that's like very candle massy uh, and then uh, but then there's like these turns in it that get a, a bit faster and more chaotic, and, and that's our bolt thrower influence. And we, we have this term that we were just throwing around in the studio forever where we called our sound the candle thrower sound. Um, and that's really kind of uh, stuck with some people where, uh, that when we're trying to explain to them how what, what the like the sound of this particular band is. And Up From The Depths is a very good instance of that uh, sound, uh, and then with two coins, it it's maybe the it's like almost the opposite. It's a kind of a departure in some ways from from that, where it's a very a bit more technical song, and uh, the lyrics are just so great in it uh, that it had to get used for uh, the second single. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Mel really got her voice low for the intro of Two Coins for the Ferryman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, you know, it's a special skill. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I read there's no auto tune, so I imagine. 
Right. It, I also uh, turned Australian, by the way. You yeah, know, that's also yeah. a special skill. Yeah, the the the, wow. the spoken word part at the beginning of that is done by Mark Kellison of uh, of the Eternal, who uh, was kind enough to mix uh, the the record for us. Cool. Now, I guess my, my next question then, with regard to that, is um, you know, why did you choose him? And um, with regard to that that mixing, and did you do the mastering as well, or just the mixing? Uh, the the mastering was a collaborative effort, I believe, between Mark and uh, and somebody at the at the label. Um, but but all the mixing uh, was done by Mark, and he has to get a lot of credit because I mean it's not like he was close by for us to to work with. He's on the other side of the world, and we recorded everything on this record except for the drums on our own and kind of sent him a bit of a mess that he uh, took his time with and just helped us create the record that we're so proud of. But the reason he was chosen is he's known uh, our drummer, Rhett, for a very long time uh, from Rhett's uh, Morgion days when he was doing uh, his other various Doom projects. And when we released the demo... Uh, he just sent a copy of it to Mark, and Mark was he loved it and told us that he wishes he had had a chance to take a pass at the mix. And we were blown away by uh, how and humbled by by that compliment. And and we love his uh, what he's able to do with the Eternal. He really has a, a masterful understanding of what uh, a band can go for with their sound. So we sent him the uh, the recording, and he did an excellent job. He really killed it. Yeah, I completely freaking agree. Now, normally we'd be chatting about all those summer festivals and tours that <laughs> <laughs> I wish <Yeah>. we could. <laughs> um, but we'll just chop it up to a, I don't know what's going on with the world anymore. So I guess my question is, is there any other news maybe that I didn't ask about that you wanted to chat about? We are in the process of trying to record a, uh, a, a basically a, a show, a live show that we uh, could dispense electronically over the internet, uh, so people can still see the band play so, sort of live. Um, and we're hoping to record that in July. We wanted to do it sooner, but due to uh, current events, um, it, it's made it impossible to to make that happen. Uh, but that that will be coming down the pipeline is a, a, a live uh, or a, uh, a recorded performance of us playing live. Cool. All right. Very, very cool stuff. Well, gang, unless there's anything else you wanted to throw out there, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Oh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, it, when, when this uh, releases, uh, the record will be available on our, uh, on our band camp or through Cruise Till Sur. And it's going to be available uh, digitally on CD and a gatefold vinyl. Cool. And then we can grab the vinyl and everything also through the label in the Bandcamp. Yep. Yep. You can just find us uh, on. Uh, you can just look up Stygian Crown on Bandcamp, and or you can go cruise over to uh, Cruise Del Sur's website. They have it. Plus, it's showing up every. It's on. I, I found it on Amazon and. Uh, Best Buy even has the vinyl, which I was just like, there we go. <laughs> you, <laughs> you literally can get it anywhere. That's when you know you've made it, when you go to Best Buy. <laughs> and your vinyl right here. Actually, I don't even know. The last time I was in a Best Buy and they had music, I don't even remember the last time that I've seen that, but um, 
obviously they're bringing it back, and that's cool. So yeah, just risk your health. Go to a spy <laughs> to buy this record, and just lick the person <laughs> next to you. It'll be okay. Yes. <laughs> and then give them two coins for the ferryman. There you yeah. go. As it, it's okay because it, the you, I think you actually the record is the is so uh, lyrically. Uh, masterful that uh, you actually get college credit for listening to Mel sing about these things. So <laughs> it's worth it. You sure do. Multitasking. Yeah. When your knowledge <laughs> when your knowledge rises up from the depths. Exactly. 